this is Tosha and you are listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. What are we going to be discussing today? Well, we're talking about the euphoric ebony woman, well, women. So every time I turn around, every time I look and listen, there is always somebody that has something to say about black women women black women and it's usually a man and it's usually a man that has no business in women's business so when you hear the words um such as soft delicate feminine what images you know come to mind for you because i'm thinking of women like josephine baker and lena horn and dorothy dandridge Eartha Kitt, Diane Carroll, Diana Ross, Sade Adu, the sultry Sade Adu, Felicia Rashad, Nia Long, Thandi Newton, and the list goes on and on and on. And there are just women that are in your neighborhood, your neighbors, or, you know, that work at, you know, the local store or at a law office or whatever that just fit this euphoric ebony woman dis- description. So, you know, euphoric is effervescent. It's um, vivacious. But for some reason, there's certain type of men, not all men, just a certain type of men that always turn it into a negative word and call us angry and masculine and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, um, I don't like to use the divisive words um, or terms by saying things like, you know, black women are extraordinary and black women are excellent and black women are phenomenal because I feel like all women are the things that we endure and the things that we overcome. I'm a champion for all all women. It doesn't matter your religion, race, creed, background, heritage, uh, I'm just a champion and a supporter for all women. So tonight I'm on this topic, I'm going to specifically be addressing black women due to the fact that this video specifically addresses black women and it's making its round. And I don't know this person's name. He's just random. So we'll just say the random guy. <laughs> Um, I don't care to know his name. I didn't research. I didn't go on his side. Nothing. I I just don't care because um, I just want you guys to listen to this video. Watch this video. Listen to what he says and um, give me your thoughts. Let's go ahead and roll it. This is the reason why men don't want to date black women. If you're watching this and you're a black woman, listen carefully, okay? It's not racism. I'm not racist. My friends aren't racist. I'm speaking for all men. They're not racist, right? It's nothing to do with racism. It's to do with being masculine and aggressive. No guy wants to date a woman who's so masculine and aggressive. The average woman, the black American woman, is 180 pounds. Man's come on like Israel Adesanya, middleweight UFC champion. I don't want to date Israel Adesanya. 180 pounds. That's average. That's crazy. Meaning more than half of the black American women are above 180 they're coming like Brock Lesnar. And the problem is, is they're looking up to people like Cardi B, Megan Stallion. Cardi B has literally been on interview saying multiple times how she's drugged people, 
stole their money, done all these horrible things. And you have all these black women saying she's a queen, she's a queen. The problem with so many of these black women is they're so fat and bulky, right? And they're acting like, why am I not being treated like this European model? Because you're not a model. It's nothing to do with your color. It's just, she's a beautiful model. She looks amazing. You are massive. Oh, but I'm big bone. Look, black people have great genetics. They're very strong. But the problem is with black women is it just makes them go so fucking crazy and psycho. And they want to beat everyone up and they become so aggressive. Relax. No one's trying to take your chicken. You just need to relax a minute. That's why people don't want to date you. It's not because of how you, it's not because of your skin color. It's nothing to do with racism at all. Read the whiteboard if you're getting confused. These are the problems. Masculine, aggressive, not racism. It's nothing to do with racism. If any of you black women want to debate me, you're more than welcome to come to the pond. I will debate you live in this pool, in my kayak. You can be sat there and I'll tell you the exact same things. But if you're as big as Brock Lesnar, then you can't come. Mm. Habibi, come on now. So the individual in this video, he's, you know, expresses the belief that men do not date black women um, due to stereotypes such as being overweight, masculine, and, you know, idolizing certain entertainers like Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. It is clear that this person's perspective is limited and he's completely detached from reality as, you know, he mistakenly assumes that all black women are, you know, are who these rappers portray or, or are, you know, rap about that their songs are about what, what they rap about is that what all black women do. And that's the characteristic of all black women. Well, it's not. And it's important to note that Cardi B's actions were influenced by her challenging circumstances and the need for survival. So if you're, you know, at war, you're going to do certain things um, that would be outside of your character because it's you're in survival mode. And she tells her story all the time about being in survival mode. And it, it's it's fortunate that not every black woman has had to resort to illegal illegal activities to you know meet their basic needs. And additionally, I just want to say that um, Cardi B, um, you know, her past should not be used to generalize or discredit all black women or herself. This individual appears to come from a toxic environment and he chooses to gaslight black women to persuade us to doubt ourselves and basically to cause harm. Um, it's evident that he may, you know, he may have narcissistic personality disorder and he targets black women so he can feel superior. It's worth mentioning that Cardi B, the rapper Cardi B, has engaged in various business ventures. So it's not where you're from, it's where you end up. So she has changed her life. Um, she's uh, partnered up with uh, Starco Brands. Uh, there's a, a vodka that she's partnered up with them called Whip Shots or some sort of spirits or something like that called Whip Shots. So she's partnered up in that venture. Uh, she's invested in real estate and um, she's also endorsing brands like Pepsi, Reebok, uh, Fashion Nova, and also Steve Madden. So Good for you, Cardi. Cardi B has a significant following on social media platforms and has achieved success in her career. Furthermore, you have Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion has a net worth of $14 million. 
She holds a bachelor's degree in health administration, and she's actively involved in opening healthcare facilities while continuing to release, continuing to release music and establish herself in the rap industry. It is important to recognize that the music industry often dictates the type of music that artists release, that the artists, you know, that they release and artists, a lot of times the artists are compelled to create sexually charged music to fulfill contractual obligations. So a lot of times it's not the music that they want to put out, but because of contractual, contractual obligations, they, they have to make that kind of music and they have to release it. So, um, you know, it's often influenced by the music industry and the agenda because they, they have their agenda. Now, it's crucial to understand that black women are not monolithic. They're, we're not a monolithic group and um, our experiences and aspirations vary greatly. Now, throughout history, black women have faced uh, degradation and we face a lot of hardship and uh, during the time of slavery, we were subjected to grueling labor in the fields. And after we leave the fields, guess what? We got to come home and now we've got to take care of the babies and we got to take care of our husbands. And so with all that going on, um, with everything that we, you had to endure starting from, say, slavery, right? Um, we endured sexual assault, loss of dignity, um, physical punishment. Um, you know, it just leaves little room for us to express our femininity. You know, back then it was, how does a black woman express femininity when you're going through all of that? So while society has evolved, there is still a tendency to hyper-masculinize black women in media and society. And this individual, we're going to call him random guy, individual in the video seems to be either intimidated by or he has been rejected by black women. It's uh, also important to note that black women are not a monolithic group. And I'll continue to say that um, our experiences, um, you know, identifies um you know, it, it identifies very and it varies greatly. Our identities vary greatly. Um, let's talk about Serena Williams. Okay. So Serena Williams, you know, a prominent figure in tennis has often been unfairly labeled as masculine, despite the fact that she is a, uh, a married mother and she's also expecting another child. So she has another child coming. Now, the person in this video might be accustomed to, you know, a different cultural perspective on women. It is crucial to recognize that women in the Arab region face significant barriers to gender equality. So instead of being in a black woman's business, I think he needs to do something with his nation and what the women in his nation, the Arab nation, what's actually happening to them. So um, they're going through like uh, discriminatory laws, gender-based violence, unfair wages, unequal distribution of domestic labor. It is unfair to expect Black women to endure the same challenges and then conform to unrealistic beauty standards set by those who impose unrealistic body measurements. So if he's saying that... Um, this is why the black women aren't, you know, 
are not wanted or no one's marrying a black woman because we should be more like Arab women. No, that's not fair. We're not going through that. We're going forward. So the notion that men do not desire black women, that is a fallacy. That is a fallacy. Black women are sought after and intermarriage within black women occurs in various parts of the world, including Europe, the West Indies, um, Latin America. Black women are present and valued in diverse communities globally. And um, one of the cutest couples that I see right now that's like, you know, got the interweb app, <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg's interweb app going crazy. It's a couple, um, Dalton and Sacco, Seiko. I don't know how to say her name. She's from South Africa. Um, Dalton's a Caucasian man. Um, he doesn't say her name correctly either because I think her name is like Insako, but he just calls her Sacco or whatever he calls her. So the internet is loving these two. And I wanted to share you um, some footage with their adorable and, you know, they're a sarcastic couple, but they're completely adorable. And you would think a guy who is like West Virginia to the bone and he marries a South African woman, like she's straight from the motherland and they make the cutest couples. So I'm going to show you some um, some footage from the two of them. Let's go ahead and look at Dalton and Sacco. Okay, so um, the video that I wanted to have you guys look at is the um, there's two um, TikToks uh, with uh, Dalton and and Sacco. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, roll the Dalton and, and Sacco. I'm a princess from a wealthy African nation. My whole life, I wanted for nothing but to find a husband who would truly love me in spite of my title. To escape an arranged marriage, I fled to America to find my Caucasian king. Disguised as a foreign exchange student working in fast food, I decided to romance Dalton. What are you in the hell? Or can you help me? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just kidding. I actually moved here from South Africa when I was 11 and been an American citizen ever since. But I didn't really have your typical American childhood experience. I went to a Christian school with six kids in total. Zero sports, zero prom. Anyways, I eventually met Dalton and moved to West Virginia, and here we are, redneck ballin'. Stop. 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 So 
yeah, that's the um, couple right now that uh, has the internet just uh, in stitches. They're so adorable. They're so cute, you know, um, and she refers to him as a redneck and it's it's all in good fun. And he admits to, to being one. So I don't know where this um, this narrative is coming from, but um, yeah, we, we, we need to put a stop to it. I don't know. How did we arrive at these stereotypes of angry, sassy, mad, masculine black women? Um, you know, I, I feel like it can be attributed to, uh, the deep rooted structural racism and sexism present in the United States on various levels. Um, the consequences of, fa- of the family breakdown can be linked to welfare programs that introduce incentives for men to not remain committed to the families that they created. Um, additionally, the racist practices of uh, labor unions made it difficult for many of the men in urban areas to find low-skilled employment. Um, The historical act of separating children from their parents, which continues in our current foster care system, has been used as a form of persecution. This practice has uh, his, its origin has been in uh, separation of Black families during slavery and also during Reconstruction. Now, uh, research conducted by uh, Errol Ricketts in 1989 titled the, Ur- the Origin of the Black Female-Headed Families found that between the years 1890 and 1950, Blacks had higher marriage rates than whites, according to the U.S. Census. Okay, the report highlights that between 1960 and 1985, the percentage of female-headed families grew significantly for Black families compared to white families, and marriage rates for both Black and white women were lowest at the end of the 1800s, peaking in 1950 for Blacks and then in 1960 for whites. Uh, Ricketts also noted that uh, Black females married at higher rates than white females um, of nations percentage until 1950. And national data from the uh, decennial years between 1890 and 1920 show that despite a consistent shortage of Black males due to a higher mortality rate, Blacks outmarried whites. Additionally, in three out of four decennial years, there was a higher proportion of currently married Black men than white men. So Black women have had to deal with, you know, dying at higher rates in uh, maternal mortality. Black people were said to be born with tails and the experiments performed on Black women as it was said that Black women or Black people don't feel pain. So uh, there are a lot of uh, medical experiments done um, on Black women. Um, For illustration, the purpose of um, the settlement reached between Henrietta Lacks Descent and Thermo Fisher Scientists, Inc. in 2021 addresses the issue of um, company profiting from commercialization of the Hella cell line, uh, which originated from cells taken from Henrietta, uh, Henrietta Lacks without her knowledge um, or her consent. Um, I know that 
a couple of years ago, they, they did a movie on Henrietta Lacks. Um, I didn't watch it and I wish I had uh, looked up the name, but there was, I, I'm sure you can, um, you know, Google her name and you'll be able to see the name of the movie. Um, now these cells have played a significant role in numerous scientific and uh, medical advancements, including the development of vaccines for polio and also for COVID-19. So basically she had, um, uterine cancer and they took some of her cells and you know they did these uh scientific experiments uh with these cells and they used them you know to come up with uh different vaccines they didn't get her consent um and they didn't you know get her permission or anything like that and so her family is now uh pursuing the the lawsuit so you know i really hope that um they win <laughs> they they need to win um, despite their immense um, impact, the Lax family had not received compensation until now. Uh, the case highlights the historical lack of consent procedures in medical and scientific research and raises important ethical considerations. Currently, we are now discussing some challenges that Black women have endured. Um, it's important to note that Black women have faced various obstacles, including being targeted by certain groups who argue that biological women do not exclusively define our own womanhood. So that's the latest attack on on, on our Black women. Um, despite this, Black women have been strong supporters of the LGBTQ community. Additionally, Black women may experience mental, physical, and emotional abuse, which can contribute to trauma resulting from their environment. However, it is crucial to understand that this does not represent the experiences of all Black women. It is both ignorant and narrow-minded to claim that Black women are not desired or wanted by men. So, um, you know, just note that um, there are certain groups of women that um, you might find that they're they're angry or, um, you know, not ang they're angry or, you know, there's other uh, underlining issues because of how they present themselves, how they communicate. But based on what I just said, like a lot of the obstacles and the challenges, who wouldn't be angry, <laughs> you know? But again, we're not monolithic. There, you have certain groups of black women, white women, Asian women, uh, his Latin women that, you know, uh, present in, in certain characteristics. So for someone to just get up and just start, um, putting all black women in a box, it's just, it just blows the mind. Um, so, I wanted to show a compilation of just black women, just uh, beautiful, demure black women that are sparkling. Um, so I don't know, this angry and masculine and um, I don't know if you guys heard about the uh, the young lady that um, might be facing um, or jail time. Um over in, um, was it Dubai? Because she raised her voice. So now it's like three to five years she's facing. But the situation is she got into, she met into a car accident and they were basically asking her for money. So she's like, uh, no, uh, you're not going to get the money. And then, 
because she's standing up for herself, she's defending herself. Now it's like, oh, she's the angry black woman. No, because if a man did it, um, they wouldn't use the word angry to describe him. So she's standing up for herself and she's doing what she needed to do. And now, you know, being over there in Dubai, uh, she's facing jail time. Let me tell you something. When they say that you're loud and you're angry, you're sparkling, honey, you're effervescent. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. You're, effers you're effervescent. You're exuberant. You're euphoric. You're uh, scintillating. You are charming. You're on, you know, you're unrestricted. You're unrestrained. You're vivacious. So own all of that. I want to put, I put together a compilation of, um, you know, the ebony woman, the black woman, the woman of African descent, so that you can see, so people can see, the world can see that we're all very different. Go ahead and show the compilation. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I gotta be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be? I want to live, not merely survive, and I won't give up this dream of life that keeps me alive, I gotta be me. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Hold your head high. Oh my goodness. They are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. To my sisters, I want you to shut out all the noise. I want you to remember everybody now is doing affirmations in the morning. They're doing it at night. So I want you to write this down and make this your daily affirmation. You deserve to receive proper attention and care. You deserve to express your needs and desires that you may not have been able to articulate as a little girl. You deserve to be acknowledged and recognized. You deserve to be given priority and importance. You have the entitlement to establish personal boundaries. You should anticipate and moreover should rightfully be in relationships where your needs are constantly tended to. You deserve 
to receive love based on your true self. Your self-worth is not dependent of anyone liking or celebrating you. All right. So to my loyal family, the Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. If you are on a newer device, um, you can also access the show on Google Podcasts. The goal here is to definitely be on the top 10 podcasts to listen to list. That's the list we're trying to go. So thank you all for liking and for sharing and subscribing and telling your friends, spread the word. Thank you all so much. I am so grateful for your time. Thanks for being attentive. I appreciate your presence. Be careful, be safe, walk good, and peace be still.